Language is crucial to understanding societies. It's crucial to recognising the ecological, social, political and economic conditions in which we live. We use language to frame problems, formulate solutions, to negotiate and communicate political and economic pitfalls. Language is interaction that can accelerate action. But language is also performance, and performances can be used to distract from inaction, to avoid action, or postpone action, as much as to accelerate it. And language is what we focus on in this second series of our Language and Power podcast. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Michael. How's yourself? Yeah, very well. And we are today talking about apologies. So for people who've been looking at the news, there was a famous apology, set of apologies, things that look like apologies involving Will Smith, the actor, and Chris Rock, the comedian at the Oscar ceremony this year. So very famous incident now of violence, a joke that was uh, perhaps misdirected and, and violent response from uh, Will Smith. And, the, and what we're going to talk about are the subsequent apologies, particularly by Will Smith on this. And I guess I'm, I'm sort of presuming that we count them as apologies, but that, that's, that's the issue, isn't it, Tom? It is, exactly. What makes an apology? And it's something that, you know, what any sort of speech act, we've talked with speech acts before, Yeah. what constitutes a particular speech act, but particularly an apology is a particularly contentious one. And if, if you look this up on the internet, you'll see lots of talk about, was this a proper apology? So I yeah. think, you know, you don't get people on the internet often talking about promise. Well, they actually, with Brexit, you did get people talking about promises a lot. So speech acts are things that people are, are genuinely interested in and can cause quite a lot of furore. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've spoken about speech acts so much as we have on this podcast, actually. <laughs> it's, it's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's true. a very, very, you know, interesting and useful way of thinking about the way that people communicate with yep. each other. So, yeah, speech acts are perhaps without... No, people talk about what we would call speech acts, they talk about whether the a promise was genuine or whether an apology was genuine. And, and that kind of uh, everyday debate we would see in terms of speech act theory or, or uh, also pragmatics and so on. So before we start, what, do, what, what does speech acts theory say about apologies? Okay, yeah. So we've, we've talked in the past about felicity conditions and that what makes an act work as a speech act and maybe just a tiny bit of history about speech act theory when people used to study language they thought it was all about the ideas in language about expressing ideas about the world and then people began to say well actually there's action you've got some speech some actions called performative verbs where it's not about transmitting thought it's about doing things like i name this ship the good ship lollipop you know where you're actually doing something but by doing that in language you have done it it's the yeah. language that does it it's not subsidiary or ancillary to other things a speech act then grew out of that to say well actually all language is doing that all language is trying to do stuff it's behavior that they did focus on particular things and they, they try it was from a very philosophical tradition wasn't it and they tried to say to make this a promise rather than any other speech act or an apology or the naming of a ship I can't just go in and say, you know, for example, I can't walk into an examination room and say, I hereby pass this exam. It, it doesn't work. There are certain conditions necessary for, for things to be done. And in terms of apologies, it starts off quite simply, but we'll see as we're talking, it's much more complicated that in the pragmatics literature, the speech literature, basically to, 
to make an apology, you need to name the offence and name it as an offence. You need to accept responsibility for the offence. You need to use the right wording to make an apology. To make, you know, there's a specific form needed, but also one of the felicity conditions, and this is the hard one because this is the one that you can't really do in language itself is you have to be sincere. You have to genuinely mean the apology. And that's where we'll see that when people start talking about apologies and stuff, they're looking at the wording and they're questioning have all these different things been done and many other things it gets much more complicated but also there's a big debate about is it sincere and we'll, we'll see that comes yeah. up a lot in the, in this will smith and and me too and other things as well yeah yeah uh, and there's some yeah I mean, even even there with the speech act that that kind of pragmatics approach it's it's really interesting uh, in terms of some of the apologies that you sometimes hear put forward in all sorts of areas of life, which are then say, well, you're not apologizing for the thing that you, that I want you to apologize. So a very typical kind of formula in politics is something like, I apologize if anyone was offended by my remarks rather than apologizing for the remarks themselves. Yeah. And now, and that's, you know, slightly controversial in the discourse areas of discourse analysis and say, well, if, if, if offense can be caused, then if you name the offense as being the thing that you're apologizing for, um, you know, there's a, there's a sort of gray area there, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll come into that. I think uh, we'll come back to it because I yeah. find that a really fascinating area. Yeah. I have a sympathy actually with politicians of all shades, which isn't like me yeah. on this one, that people are, I think it's actually all right to say, I'm really sorry if I caused offense, but actually I didn't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned, but it gets a really bad press. It and does, we we'll maybe it? talk yeah. about that yeah, later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, what should we... So for people who didn't know, you can look it, look it up. We'll put, probably put a link in the in the um, description of the podcast so you can see what happened if you haven't seen it already. <laughs> this was at the Oscars. Um, this The Oscars ceremony was being presented, hosted, I should say, by comedian Chris Rock. He made a joke about the wife of the actor Will Smith, who went on to win the, act, the Oscar for Best Actor, I believe. Will Smith was took offence at the joke and stood up and went to the presenter up on the stage to the presenter and hit him on the face. It subsequently looked like it was more of a slap, but, but you know, some kind of physical offence, then sat back down and shouted words to the effect of do not talk about my wife. Uh, and... I would quote it precisely if you want, but people might be listening before the watershed. Well, well, if I if I if I quote exactly precisely, I have to mark the podcast as being ex having explicit yeah. content. <laughs> so, well, let so you go to YouTube and find you it. You can you can watch or, it for yourself if you haven't or seen any it. any other provider. Yeah. Now, then, what happened was Will Smith subsequently then won the Oscar, so he had to go up and make an acceptance speech, and he made his acceptance for this Oscar, but then clearly was aware that he'd just done something that needed to be acknowledged and so started talking about this and made what looks like the first attempt at an apology. So so what can we say about this first spoken apology? I haven't looked at that one all the way through, I must admit, just been so I was focusing I've been focusing more on the written one and stuff afterwards, but I do know it's the bits I've seen most notably he made the point that it was a joke about his wife's illness and he was saying that that was unacceptable and he went on from there to talk about the fact that he was protecting his wife who had been the butt of a joke by Chris Rock at a previous Oscar performance it must be said and but then made an analogy between himself doing that 
and Venus and Serena Williams' father, who he portrayed in the film he won the Oscar for, saying that, you know, Richard Williams devoted his life to protecting his family. So he was trying, he didn't apologize to Chris Rock at all. He did apologize for his behavior, but tried to turn it into some chivalric act, which in the instance got very mixed responses and, and caused all sorts of backlash and, and a formal apology to come later. I don't know, did you, do you remember any other aspects of that apology on stage, Michael? I think well, one of the things that, that, that stands out is that, well, going back to, to, the, to that list of criteria, what, what makes a, an apology, is that he didn't name the, the act that he was apologising right. for. So th- there's, there's something, you know, in addition to not naming the person that he'd caused offence to, Chris Rock, in that sense, didn't do that. But I think we're, we're kind of, if we sort of segue into the, into the formal written apology, there are similarities in that he's apologizing, apologizing to other people yeah. for the offence that he's causing. So um, not the act itself, but for the offence that it causes to other people around. So the, the academy, the audience, the, the, the family yeah. of, of the... You know, so, so the reason he won the Oscar is that he was acting in a biopic about the the the, uh, the Williams family, the tennis stars, Venus and, and Serena, and their father. So he apologised to them as part of that for the offence that he was, you know, imparting by association with, with that. And so, it must be admitted, they, the Williams family, I think the father in particular, Richard, very soon afterwards condemned his behaviour, which is very interesting. You know, obviously they're, they're very close. This film was a great triumph for them all, but mm. they, they were quick to condemn him and said violence is, is never acceptable, which yeah. was part of the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. But also what you're talking about, yeah, exactly. Also picked up on Chris Rock's brother. Oh, he's got several brothers, but his brother, Kenny, picked up on that performance at the Oscars itself and said, you never actually apologised to Chris. And yeah. and that for him delegitimated it as a speech act as an apology because the offence was directly to to Chris Rock, not to the Academy, not to the Williams family. They didn't get slapped, and so it, it was a version of apologising for bits of the act or effects of the act or the out, out, outcry after the act, but not actually for the act itself. Yeah. And I was picked up on that, and then uh, he subsequently, Will Smith, quite soon I think, published uh, an official written. Apology. Uh, yeah, I think that was the next day. It was, it was quite quick, day. wasn't yeah, it? It was yeah. pretty quick. So we've got a second apology. Should should I read that out, Tommy? Yes, and then we can like, sort of go yeah, to yeah. It. So we've got this second apology. So it appeared on, I think, on Instagram. We'll put a link into the description. So the formal written apology, which came the following day. Violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behaviour at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly publicly apologise to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologise to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologise to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behaviour has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. So that was his um, his apology there. What, what's your first reaction, 
Well, I think as you pointed out earlier to, to me, Michael, that you know he, he does mention Chris Rock here, which he did in the in the live yeah. one, yeah, and yeah. has picked up on his by his brother. But he, he no longer mentions the offence, yeah. uh, and he doesn't apologise. He never mentions the slapping, and he doesn't apologise for. He apologises to Chris, but he apologises for the stain on the Williams family in, and right. the, the yeah. academy, which is yeah. so the two and four are quite different there. That's right. I mean, that's really interesting. So, so there are two things, two possible things to apologise for. One is the act itself. Actually hitting somebody is the thing that you would want an apology for if you were, if you felt that you had been wrongly uh, struck. So Chris yeah, Rock exactly. is, is looking for an apology for the act of being hit. And as you say, in that sentence, the key sentence, I would like to publicly, publicly apologise to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. Now, there's lots of emotive words in there. The words that you would expect from an apology, I publicly apologise to you, would in most circumstances account, count as the act of apologising. Yeah. But what is missing, according to the pragmatics schema, is that there's no mention of what he's apologising for. No. Now, what do we make of that? If we condense the language... Get rid of all the, all the extra words. Mm. I would like to apologise to you, Chris, for embarrassing myself to Williams family in the academy, mm. and that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's it's hidden yeah. amongst all this extra words, yeah. and, and I think it's interesting yeah. as well because you're talking about the basic felicity conditions. But if we don't take a philosophical view, where people mm. are just trying, you know what logically makes a, an apology, yeah. and we actually look in discourse studies about what happens in apologies, it becomes really really interesting. And I've just had a, a wonderful master student who is graduating today, Ha An Tran. So shout out to you who, who did a lovely dissertation on uh, Me Too movement apologies and looked at what people did, the different st structure of the different apologies and comparing them uh, uh, and really interesting. But some of the things that we noticed, and this, this is around whenever people are talking about apologies anyway, as well as those essential conditions, there's often a lot of work done trying to make the, per the, the offender out to be a person of otherwise unblemished and unimpeachable character. So that, that's often done. And Will Smith does it a bit himself here. This is out of character. Yeah. And his mum actually afterwards said, you know, this is so unlike Will, he never does this. So trying to build up this idea that this was a one-off, a mistake, and therefore he's less culpable. We were talking about it earlier that this is the one in when players get red cards in football for extremely dangerous tackles. The manager always comes out the next day and say, oh, he's a good lad. You know, he's always very kind in training and he makes everyone a cup of tea at half time." And they're trying to say, you know, this is out of character. It's an aberration. It's not this person's personality. It was almost not mm. them and therefore they're not, they're not to blame. So we see Will Smith doing that a bit and we see Will Smith's mother trying to build on that to therefore make the, the apology worth more. But so, so, same, so, so would you, God, I mean, so this but, is, this is a kind of, excuse an attempt at excusing the behavior it is it, it does it does it then count as, a, as an apology if you do this if you say something like you know i, I i'm not like that you know essentially it, it's a way of is it is it part is it is an acceptable part of an apology or is it something that that is trying to de-emphasize or water down the offense if you like that's such a fascinating yeah. question, isn't it? When you get people talking about apologies. And I think, again, if you go through a dis discourse point of view, I'd maybe make a distinction here between normativity, what, sh what should happen, and performativity, what happens. And I'm much more interested in looking at what do people do yeah. and what's the reaction to that, rather than, yes, this fulfilled the criteria for an apology. So looking at the reactions to it, right. and we really yeah. get into this where 
you'll have people having heated arguments, whether this was an apology, because, oh, look, he said, I'm sorry, can't we move on? Mm. And then someone will say, yeah, but, and there will be people picking up on all these instances of why it didn't satisfy them as an apology. And I think that's a much more interesting area to go than whether it meets philosophical criteria. Does the public accept it? Does the victim accept it as an apology? And then it becomes much more fascinating area to look at. Yeah, yeah. And and you've already said that, you know, Chris Rock's brother publicly said this isn't a cat this doesn't count as an apology. He said that about the first live apology, but I don't know if we've seen anything about this second one. Yeah, he uh, did. What he did was he he said he didn't apologize to Chris on stage. Mm. And then he said after the formal one once he'd been advised by his publicist. Ah, ah, so what is he's doing there? He's yeah. totally undermining the sincerity condition. And this is saying, you know, he sat down with his lawyer and his publicist drafted this. They've looked at the philosophical stuff and all, <laughs> all the stuff in the, you know, tweets about what goes down well with the public. That's what they're interested in. And they know if you throw in all this blarney about being a good guy and all this stuff, it, it helps. It's never totally satisfactory. But so it's interesting. You've got Will Smith's mother aware that if you build up the person's good character, it will make the apology stronger. And then you've got on the other side, Kenny Rock undermining the sincerity condition to make take it not an apology. So people are very savvy about yeah. what makes a speech act yeah, good or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And I, this is one of the things I do like about speech act theory. It's it, it it tries to account for the things that we very often can do ourselves. You yeah. Know, it, it's it's not you don't have to be a specialist to, to sort of understand the kind of intricacies of some of this. It's just a, a way of formalizing what what we're talking about. So we've got this undermining the sincerity and undermining the sincerity because the, because of the time that's passed and by pointing out that the additional words that are around that phrase, I apologize to you, Chris, are trying to mitigate the act of, of actually hitting the guy on stage by doing the exact same things as you do. But there's another way that he does that, which is not, not just saying that I'm a good guy. You know, I'm not, this isn't the man that I want to be. There's no place for violence. So all of those things. So there's the character building up the character. But the other thing is, is explaining and giving the rationale for why he did that. And that's the part where he says jokes at my expense are part of the job. Part of what he's doing there is actually pointing out that he's actually a very, very well-known figure. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I expect that I'm, I'm a target for these kinds of jokes and I'm not, but that's not what's caused offense. What's caused offense is a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to be. So yeah. it, it, at the same time, you know, it's, it's kind of saying, well, this is why I did it because you, you offended my, you offended me by making a joke about my wife, which is not acceptable, which is what he's trying to do there. But at the same time, he's almost letting or giving the impression that he's not responsible. He didn't do this by his, by an act of volition. He didn't choose to do this. It, he was overwhelmed. It was too much for me to bear. And I reacted emotionally. He's, he's not, so what he's interesting, what he's doing there, he's not saying I, 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 I considered your joke, thought about it and decided that the correct uh, response would be to stand up and, and hit you because this is not an acceptable thing. <laughs> not saying that at all. He's saying, you know, I almost, That's... this, this was beyond my control. Yeah. You said something that did that, that caused a, re- a reaction in me, not an action, a reaction, which which uh, which was the the. the and I think that brings us back when we talked about the racism in in the coverage of Ukraine and the fact that it was based on the fact of trying to create more sympathy, but it did it from a very mm. 
white perspective, this idea of making yourself seem more like your audience. Mm. You know, you're no longer this Hollywood star. You acted just like you would. If someone insulted your yeah. wife, wouldn't you do this? And it's sort of getting sympathy by making yourself closer to, to, to the other people. It actually, when we're talking about going back to football, but this tangled web of apologies and everything that comes out afterwards and the debate about it, it made me think about Eric Cantona when, oh, he, yeah. when he did his Kung Fu kick, which I remember very, very well. And Cantona being the man he is, just didn't apologize. You know, he, he knew better to get himself in this mire. And I remember a very funny advert he did and he started off saying, I must admit, I made a terrible mistake this season. I missed a penalty in such and such <laughs> yeah, a game yeah, yeah, yeah. and played on this. Basically said, I'm not going to apologize for this. I did this Kung Fu kick and I meant it. Yeah, and that yeah. is the real me. You yeah, know, it wasn't yeah, just passing. Yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah, a bit yeah, of an aside, but yeah. it made me think, sometimes I mean, it's best to stay out of this whole apology yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So what he did, I mean, because some people won't remember that. He, so there was a football match, Manchester United, I can't remember who they were playing, but it's somebody from the... It could, yeah, so somebody from the crowd was shouting something about some abuse uh, at... Direct, I think it was at Eric Cantona, one of yeah. the star players at that time, and and he ran and did a flying kick, which he yeah, became known as the Kung Fu kick, and, and kicked this this member of the crowd. Yeah. So yeah, that was a very famous event in the time. Yeah. He was such a controversial and charismatic personality as well. It, it really made great headlines. And the funny thing was, he he did not apologise. He made that joke quite a bit later, but there was still an awful lot of press coverage spent either blaming him or making apologies on his behalf on the, off, on the basis yeah. of stuff mm. like this. So other people yeah. were creating the sincerity conditions for him, yeah. even though he never performed the act. Yeah. So you, yeah. you get that. And, and, and the other one I was thinking of, which is very famous and without getting into the pros and cons of, of the point was Jeremy Corbyn and the anti-Semitism row, which obviously politicians have realized this was a very, very good way to skewer Corbyn, whether for right or wrong. And I remember the headline, people were, were asking him to apologise for this, and he refused. Uh, and this became a headline in itself, because one of the things about, to bring us on to another linguistic idea, I'm also connected with the felicity yeah. conditions, by apologising, you are automatically saying you did it, yeah. and that it was wrong, because you don't need to apologise for something that wasn't wrong. And media use this quite often to put celebrities and politicians of all stripes in a difficult position and to get a headline for the television program, to be honest, as much as anything else. Because if you make the apology, you've admitted to doing the offence. Yeah. And if you don't make the apology, then the presenter asks you four or five times and you get exactly the headline that Corbyn got the next day was Corbyn refuses four times to apologise. Yeah. And I said, what's the difference between you know, refusing once, refusing twice, what's the difference? Because if you actually don't think you did any wrong, whether you did wrong or not, if you don't think you did wrong, mm. you're not going to apologise. So you can ask me as many times as you like. And I, I've seen, and I do feel sympathy with politicians of all on all sides when this happens, because there's no way out of that, unless you just very blithely say, as some other politicians might, without any sincerity at all, yes, I apologise, because they know that's what they're supposed to do. Whereas Corbyn, because of his particular way of seeing the world and his very straight, hard line way of seeing the world wasn't going to take that pragmatic way out and he just mm. dug himself a hole irrespective of whether what he did was right or wrong before that i'm not interested in that at the moment but the fact that he, he had a sort of personality that was very unbending and he could not 
bring himself to apologize for something when he didn't think he'd done anything wrong, yeah. which is really interesting as well. And he ended up, that was one level of sincerity that's actually quite opposite to the sincerity condition that's needed for an apology and yeah. caused all sorts of problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's a really interesting example uh, of that. The other thing that politicians occasionally do is then apologize not for the thing that is caused the, you know, the, not for the act itself, but the but for the offence that was subsequently caused. Now, this is an interesting one because people call these, you know, not real apologies. Yeah. People pick pick up on these. So the kind of thing would be, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, I, 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 you know, X thing happened yesterday, and I apologise for any offence that was caused. So you're apologising for the reaction in other people, not for the thing that you did. Yeah. Now, this is slightly controversial, isn't it? Because I mean, I've seen some. A discourse analysis work on this, which kind of suggests that you, if there's an effect of what you've done, you can regret the effect that it had and, and it, that it's valid to then apologize for that effect rather than the, the act. I'm not so sure what, what's your view on that? Well, I mean, personally, I think, yeah, I think if you, if you're in this position where you feel you behaved correctly and it somehow caused offense, you, you are again in this cleft stick because mm. If you apologize for the interactor saying you did wrong and, and it's, you know, you can cause problems acting in goodwill. And I actually think from a moral point of view, it's perfectly acceptable to do that. But again, it causes all sorts of problems if you do that. And it might always just be better to zip up and not say anything like that because whenever this happens, we seem to see a big reaction. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, is it avoiding an apology? Is it a good move? Or, or do you think it's quite legitimate to say, mm. I'm sorry for the offence, but I still stand by my original act? Yeah, yeah. I, I think in, in in the abstract, I think that sounds fair enough. I, yeah, it does. I think possibly when you get into the details of a specific apology and a specific situation, that's where it gets a bit more messy, doesn't it? I mean, I, I think and going back to the Will Smith apology here, he, he, he regrets his behavior. He, sorry, the, the last line, I did regret my, that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. So that's the, t the same type of thing, isn't it? I'm not apologizing yeah. for hitting, um, Chris Rock. I'm apologizing for the effect that it's had on yeah, this unnamed group of people, I guess he means the Williams family, the Academy and all of the other people he's just listed. So it's the effect. If nobody had been bothered about it, there'd be nothing to apologize for him that according is, to what is. That's uh, the logic of what he's saying, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, you know, so what, so yeah, thinking about this, this issue, should you apologize for the unintended consequences of your actions? Well, yeah, probably you should. However. In this case, because he hasn't named the offence exactly, that he's yeah. originally done, then it makes it sound a little bit hollow, doesn't it? You know, because he hasn't said, I, I apologise to you, Chris, for hitting you in the face, you know, which when you say those words, it, it seems so unlikely. We're so used to people not fulfilling that condition of naming the offence for which they are yeah. then apologising. So it sounds strange to think of this Hollywood actor saying something like, I apologise for hitting you in the face, Chris. But that's but think, because it's such an unusual act in the first place, isn't it? And that's why we can never look at discourse divorce from, from context and what yeah. happened can because yeah. it makes a difference. So that's exactly it because he, he doesn't justify hitting Chris Rock in the face. And as you say, it would be really, you know, you deserved this, Chris, and I was acting well. However, I'm really sorry if it upset other people. And, and he couldn't say that, it'd be hard. But you do get people who say, look, yeah. 
I was acting in, in all goodwill. So to move on from Corbyn, for example, in COVID, you do get scientists and politicians saying, we thought those were the right decisions at the time, given the information we have had at the time. Mm. Unfortunately, this wasn't the case and they caused lots of problems. And to me, first of all, that's perfectly valid. But they've actually then, they've actually said it, gone out of their way to say, the original act was in good intent and we thought at the time it was the right act. Therefore, we're only apologizing for the side effects. So that's much more sensible than what Will Smith's mm. doing because it would be, as you say, almost inconceivable to say, what I did at the time was, well, he's already done that at the Oscars. So maybe he knows that's in the background and that's mm. probably going to get more coverage than his actual apology. So maybe he's been very careful. He's done that bit of saying, yeah, you would hit him too. But in the apology, he's not, he can't say in the official written apology, I stand by my actions, however, I'm really sorry. I yeah. was acting on the best information I had at the time, <laughs> which, of course, has also been undermined. Talking about other people undermining it, as happens now in this multimedia age, footage has arisen of Will Smith on a chat show making a joke about someone with alopecia. So, mm. you know, there we yeah. go. Where's your sincerity yeah. conditions now? Yeah. And, of course, he could then say, of course, I only came to be fully aware of the seriousness of the condition because of my wife's condition, etc. But... It's all this work, you know, to undermine stuff and to strengthen people's apologies once they've been done. And it's fascinating. Yeah, no, that 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 really is. And uh, you know, I, I, this, this has been a really enjoyable discussion. The the issue at hand, you know, you're particularly interested in these Hollywood stars, but the issue that it brings up is a, is a really key one for discourse analysis, isn't it? Yeah, the, the public apology, and as we've said, it spills. It's a very prominent feature of political public discourse it's a it's it, it happens in everyday interactions it's it's a really important function of language isn't it and 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 how we go about negotiating these speech acts these the, the acts that we have we, we engage with in in every day and, and when you get a complex situation trying to um appease people but without admitting things that you don't want to admit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and all sorts of different bits of linguistic theory in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. It's, it's as you say, it's become much more prominent. People, governments. I mean, how can a government apologise? Government's not a person. I suppose apologise for all sorts of things now, and uh, it's a very interesting one, isn't it? I mean, we just saw, it, for example, with one of the royals apologising for slavery. Yeah, I, and it, that draws very mixed reactions as well. You know, saying "Oh, mm. words are cheap" mm. will be one response, but then on the other hand a lot of people like this symbolic recognition at least that it was an offense and that's yeah. the part of it yeah at least by apologizing you are recognizing that it was an offense even yeah. if you were not directly responsible for it it was hundreds of years ago even if you you're not doing enough to rectify it now at least you're marking it down as defense whereas other people are, are focusing on the other bit and saying yeah. well actually an apology needs reparation and that, and that's actually one of the things uh, yeah. that we don't see a promise of reparation though when you start looking at it's interesting to talk about Will Smith saying, I'm not that that's not the man I want to be. One of the things my student Haan found in all the apologies for me too was a, a sorry, a very recurrent feature in all these was the actor or the director being on a on a, a trajectory of improvement. And that mm. they were going to learn from this and become better people. And that seemed to be one of the elements that people were starting to put in these apologies. It was a very bad mistake. It's not the person I want to be. I'm learning from this. I will be a better person in future, which you can see the logic of. But if you're the victim, you're thinking, hey, man, this isn't all about you. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's what it does. It and your life person, journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. It centers, it centers the, apolo the apolo 
the apology, if you like. It yeah. centers the person who's making the apology or, or rather than the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a very straightforward, I apologize to you for doing this is, is much more simple. Yeah. No, that's really exactly, interesting. No, exactly. That's really interesting. One of the ones just very quickly, of, of the ones that my student looked at, the very first one is Ben Affleck, who just says, I acted inappropriately towards Ms. Burton and I sincerely apologize. End of. I quite like that, but I don't know what other people think. Then you get the others that are paragraphs and reams of people's life stories and the problems they had and how they're going to be better people. And it's just really interesting to see the different strategies that people used towards this. And I quite like Ben Affleck's, I was wrong, I'm sorry. Mm. That ca I can see why people don't like it, but for me, it does capture something about hopefully he's sincere. That's all that needs to be said in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that is, is there is is that I behaved inappropriately. Is that an, a euphemism rather than naming the act? That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, but, yeah. but but on the other but on the other part parts of it, yeah, a straightforward. Not yeah, job doesn't bring in the life story and and, and de-emphasize no. it in that way. No, it's it's, it's fascinating. This the, the the MA thesis that you're talking about sounds really fascinating. Should we put a link to that in the? Uh... Oh, I'll ask Kyan if we can do that. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. great. If we can, we'll do that. And if it's available on Glasgow's platform, I'll make sure I, I move <laughs> heaven and earth to make that possible. Yep, yep, great. <laughs> and I apologise in advance if I'm not able to do that. <laughs> yes. So what well, is an apology go. in can, advance? Can, can yeah. you apologise for things that have not happened? <laughs> Not yet happened. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? Shall we wrap up on that? Yeah. Really yeah. Enjoyable. Oh, that's great. Talk really, really good. Michael. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So we'll see you all in our mind's eye. In our mind's eye. <laughs> Next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>